Our Christmas, Christmas gospel tonight comes from Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Please be seated. Let us pray. Dear God, we do thank you for the beauty and the magic of this night and the mystery of your son born to us again into the mangers of our lives. We thank you that you've gathered us together for the coming together of family and friends in this place to celebrate your promise that you are always with us, that you love us endlessly, and that we are yours in Christ. Amen. On every Christmas Eve for around the last 70 years or so, our extended family is gathered together at the end of the night in the living room, all in their pajamas, grandparents and great-aunts and great-uncles, children and grandchildren, cousins and siblings, and listen to a recording of The Littlest Angel, narrated by Loretta Young. This telling of The Littlest Angel was recorded back in 1950, and it sounds like an old radio program with Young's narration accompanied by an orchestra in the background. And for many years, we listened to the original vinyl records from the 50s until they finally gave out. And now we listen to recordings of those records that preserve the hisses and scratches that became part of the charm of the original. It tells the story of the littlest angel, a young boy angel who doesn't seem to fit very well into heaven. He's a little boy, after all, loud and clumsy. He can't sing very well. He can't really form a prayer. As news spreads that the Christ child is about to be born, all the hosts of heaven prepare their gifts, 
gleaming boxes containing glorious presents for the Christ child, and they placed them before the throne of God. But all that the littlest angel could muster was a small, rough, unsightly box. This box contained the things that the angel loved. A butterfly with golden wings captured one day in the hills surrounding Jerusalem. A sky-blue robin egg from an olive tree. Two white stones drawn from a muddy riverbank. And finally, a limp, tooth-marked leather strap, once worn by his dog, who lived as he died in absolute love and infinite devotion. After seeing all the other gifts from the heavenly host, the littlest angel was embarrassed and wanted to take his back. It seemed ugly and worthless, but it was too late. The Lord God had already begun to look over the gifts, and then the hand of God came to rest on the gift of the littlest angel, and God declared, Of all the gifts of all the angels, I find that this small box pleases me the most. Its contents are of the earth and of men, and my son is born to be king of both. These are the things my son too will know and love and cherish, and then regretful will leave behind him when his task is done. I accept this gift in the name of the child Jesus, born of Mary, this night in Bethlehem. And then there's a pause, and the box begins to glow brightly, and it arcs upward and comes to rest over the stable where the child was born. And it became known for all time as the bright shining star of Bethlehem. Gets me every time. Over the last several weeks, we have all been busy with gifts, making our Christmas list for Santa, shopping, looking for just the right presents with the perfect combination of creativity and surprise and delight, lots of browsing and ordering, lots of packages and deliveries. And at the same time, we've been getting ourselves and our homes together, making ourselves shiny and bright to be good guests and good hosts for the holidays. And yet there is also a real sense of fatigue at the end of what feels like a very long year. It very, may very well be that underneath all of our Christmas preparations, it feels to some of us like what we have to offer this Christmas feels more like that small, rough, unsightly box that the littlest angel placed before the throne of God. What we have to give may feel a little scarred, a little worn, a little bruised, like us, and it may not feel like quite enough. But the littlest angel reminds us that the gifts that are most precious to God are simple things, kindness, empathy, loving and caring for others through the changes and chances of life, our hugs and smiles and our tears, our hopes and dreams and our prayers for a weary world, our presence here tonight, whether we sing out with great joy or from heavy hearts. It reminds me of that classic hymn in the bleak midwinter, which asks, what can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. But what can I give him? Give him my heart. God's gift to us this night comes wrapped in great humility, and yet it is entirely holy and profound. Jesus is God's greatest and most precious gift given to us again this Christmas Eve, a baby born in the Bethlehem night to a young, engaged couple who are far from home, 
wrapped in bands of cloth and laid in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn, surrounded by animals and greeted by the lowly shepherds. As the song goes, Jesus, our brother, kind and good, humbly born in a stable rude, and the friendly beasts around him stood. Jesus, our brother, kind and good. God's Son comes to us in the vulnerability of a baby in the most humble of surroundings. This was done to fulfill what had been foretold by Isaiah and others, but also to show us that there is no place that is beyond God's presence, that there is no limit to God's love. Jesus takes on our humanity and meets us exactly where we are and as we are tonight, whether we skipped here to church or whether it took all of our energy just to show up. God meets us here and places into our hands the Christ child, inviting us to cradle the promise of new life and new hope and to hold it close to our hearts, entrusting us like the shepherds with that good news of great joy for all the people, inviting us like Mary to ponder these mysteries in our hearts. I've been thinking this week of the experience of holding a baby, whether my own or my niece's or nephew's or some of yours at baptisms. And to hold a baby is to hold both the past, present, and future in your arms all at once, to feel the longing, the lineage, and the love that brought this baby into the world, and to see in this child our hope for a better future, to smell that cozy baby smell, to feel that warmth, the little coos and yawns, to be so close to the miracle of new life, so humbled and so joyful, while also as a new parent feeling so wildly unprepared. To feel that although you have only just met this person, you know you were meant to spend the rest of your lives together. Maybe that's what Mary and Joseph felt this night. And tonight we open our arms to receive this same gift. For Christmas is not about our own ability to summon from within us the magic of this season. Christmas, for all our efforts and preparation, is not about what we do. It is about what God has done. It is about God's love for us to be born again into the Bethlehem night, to be born again into the manger of our lives. Tonight, God draws near to us in the Christ child and reaches down to each one of us and says, You are my beloved child. With you, I am well pleased. I love you beyond measure, and I am with you always. Amen.